Hey, welcome to the podcast for Gospel Community Church in Providence, Rhode Island. We are the family of God, redeemed and transformed by Jesus, called to live on mission with one another. The content you are about to listen to is designed and created specifically with our church family in mind, and our hope is that you are blessed and challenged as you listen to it. May it point you to Jesus, challenge you to draw into a faith family, and help you live out the mission of God in your own context. If you find this content helpful, would you consider joining us in the work God is doing here? You can do so by giving financially to help keep the work going, praying for us regularly, or even joining us in our daily and weekly rhythms here in Providence. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy. Well, hello, church. Uh, we are starting off our uh, our first week of, of like not having our formalized regular Sunday morning gatherings. And uh, as we've said over the course of this series, the goal of this particular portion of our series is to, uh, is to help remind us that church is not just about a Sunday morning space. Church is uh, the people of God living on mission together in a, in a, in a community. And so uh, I hope you are finding intentional ways and making some intentional plans in this particular month to, uh, to be in community in your gospel communities and uh, and try to put into practice some of the uh, the ways we're talking about walking in the spirit and so uh, our goal over the next couple of weeks is to uh, is to give you four different practices so the first couple of weeks were very theologically driven uh, and these next four weeks are going to be very very uh, practically driven we're going to give you four different practices uh, they might not work for everyone we get that uh, but these are tried and true uh, practices and rhythms that the church has used over the centuries uh, in order to practice walking in the spirit. And so uh, we're going to kick off our, our, uh, this part of our series with what we call reading in the presence. And I don't know if you, uh, if you come from a liturgical background or not, if you are uh, averse to any kind of spiritual discipline, spiritual rhythms or not. Uh, I hope you would just give this a shot, give this a try. Uh, like we've said last week, there's nothing inherently magical about the words that we're going to say or the things we're going to do. It is all about putting ourselves in a space uh, in which we, uh, we're, just, we're just prepared for the Holy Spirit to do something. Okay, so our first one that we're kicking off with is what we're calling reading in the presence. And uh, for years, for, for centuries, really, the church has used this particular spiritual discipline, this spiritual rhythm, in order to, uh, in order to just practice listening to and hearing uh, the word of God. And um, it go, uh, there's, there's actually a Latin name for it. It's called Lectio Divina. And to this day, you can Google Lectio Divina and you'll find so many resources, so many people talking about this, uh, predominantly in, 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 in traditions of the church where where liturgy or, or those kinds of things are more common. Uh, but Lectio Divina is it's, it's a Latin phrase. It means reading divine. Well, Lectio is reading, Divina is divine. So it's, it's divine reading. Uh, some other traditions call it Lectio Corum Deo, which uh, Lectio again is reading, Corum is in the presence, and Deo is God. So it's reading in the presence of God. And uh, it's this idea that we're going to read the scriptures while while opening our eyes and recognizing that God is sovereignly at work around me and that God is speaking to me through the scriptures today, right? We believe the scriptures were written 
uh, 2,000 years ago to a very specific audience, but we also believe that the Holy Spirit uses what the scriptures have written uh, in order to speak to us today. And so uh, our goal is to pause long enough to hear what God wants to say to us, and to engage with him. Uh, One person said that reading in the presence is literally uh, learning to listen with the ear of the heart, right? Uh, As if I am in a conversation with God. This practice goes all the way back to the sixth century where uh, Christianity had kind of lost some of its um, riskiness, some of its challenge. All of a sudden, uh, what used to cost people a lot, following the, the way of Jesus, used to be very costly and sacrificial. All of a sudden, it became this popular thing. Everyone was a Christian. Everything was Christian. And so uh, somehow through this process, um, it, it lost some of the meaning and depth of what it meant to actually follow the way of Jesus. And so uh, many Christians, instead of succumbing to the the social and the political benefits of calling themselves Christians. They actually withdrew from society and they went into isolated and deserted places in order to pursue uh, and and be devoted to God in a new new way. Uh, We call these people monks. And so one of these monks, a guy named Saint Benedict, uh, he actually starts uh, to do this thing called Lectio Divina, reading in the presence, um, where uh, the, the focus was to just learn how to hear God speaking to me through the scriptures right now. Um, you know, our culture today doesn't really value this very much. Right? Depending on who you talk to, uh, what do we value in our culture? We value busyness, we value power, we value status and consumerism, right? And so um, reading in the presence is this belief that, uh, it, uh, that, uh, that God is actually going to speak to me today, right? The Bible is not irrelevant. It's not outdated, right? This is more than just reading a quiet time and checking off uh, that, I, that I did my reading plan. This is about listening and hearing what God has to say to us today. So what does the scripture say about reading in the presence, right? John chapter 16, verse 13 says this, uh, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. And so this is a promise Jesus gives us that when the Holy Spirit comes, he's not just coming to to save people. He is going to do that. He's going to comfort. There's a number of different things he's going to do. But one of the things the Holy Spirit is going to do is speak truth to us. Right? As we read the scriptures, he's going to illuminate the truth. He's going to help us to hear what God has to say to us from the passages. John chapter 10, verse 27 says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. When we practice reading in the presence, we are literally uh, learning to listen to and hear the voice of God. We are those sheep that are listening for God's voice. Uh, We believe what Hebrews teaches in chapter 4, verse 12, where it says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, uh, piercing to the division of the soul and of the spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. We believe that all scripture is God-breathed, like 2 Timothy says. And so when we engage with the scriptures, this is not just an intellectual exercise for us. This is not just a, uh, a, a, a 
checklist project that we're just trying to accomplish so that we can say that we read our entire Bible in one year, right? If we are not sitting down uh, with the scriptures in order to hear from God himself, then what are we doing, right? As we spend time practicing reading in the presence, uh, we're going to uh, we're going to learn how to approach Jesus in a different way. All right, we're gonna—it's uh, gonna force us to abandon checklist Christianity. All right, uh, this is only gonna be meaningful, and it's only gonna be successful if it is slow and intentional. All right, if I read the scriptures but I don't hear from God, I've—I've I've missed the point here. Right? When it, when in terms of even just our value of being the family of God, when you and I practice reading in the presence, what we're doing is uh, we're allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to us, to challenge us, to mature us. And that's only going to benefit the body of Christ together. As I hear from, the, from, from God, from the scriptures, it's going to be an opportunity for me to encourage you uh, in, in, uh, uh, in your pursuit of Jesus. Uh, and also, uh, reading the presence, if I'm, if I'm able to do this and hear from God, man, it's going to help me be a better missionary. All right? It's going to help me to align myself more with the scriptures, to identify which aspects of the culture uh, that I need to, uh, uh, to reject in order to be faithful to Jesus, and which aspects of the culture that I need to stand up with and stand up for, uh, because, I, because I'm listening to God speaking to me through the word. Now, in our, in our guide for this particular week, you're going to have a very specific outline of how to read in the presence. And it's going to require some coordination. For those of us who are, uh, for those of us who are parents uh, with little ones, uh, it's probably not something that both parents are going to get to do at the same time. Right? But I want to encourage you uh, to do a couple of things. Right? Uh, number one, I want you to, to be intentional about this this week. Find a space, work with your spouse, find a, a time that, that, you, uh, that maybe dad, you can bless mom to give her some space to go and read in the presence. And mom, maybe you can bless dad to go and read in the presence. Um, maybe if, if there's, if there's uh, uh, for those of us that uh, you don't have that as an option. This is an opportunity for us as a family of God to bless one another. And so find ways to, to, to be intentional in creating that space to just hear from the Lord. It doesn't have to be for an hour. It can be for 30 minutes or 10 minutes, uh, but hopefully you can have some space to do that. I want to encourage you to bring a Bible, a journal, and a pen to that space. Right? Because it's not just about reading the scriptures, it's about reading and reflecting and responding. And so that journal is going to be a good opportunity for you to respond to what you are reading. You're going to spend the first couple of minutes uh, of, of this practice just listening to and preparing your heart and slowing yourself down uh, so that you can hear from God. That might mean uh, spending the first couple of minutes in your journal, just writing out a prayer of all of the things that's on your mind that, that, uh, that's dragging you down um, and, and just making a list of all of that so you can just set it aside and say, Jesus, help me just to hear your voice right now. And then there are four key stages of reading in the presence. It starts with reading, right? You're gonna read the scripture, the passage. You're going to read it once, read it twice. You're gonna read it slowly. And you're going to look for what are uh, maybe one or two words or one or two phrases that the Holy Spirit's kind of like causing to pop out at me uh, that he's drawing my attention to. And then you're going to spend a few minutes reflecting on those words. 
Uh, and this is gonna be, you're gonna return back to reading the passage again and again, probably three or four times. The goal is three or four times. So you're gonna read it, you're gonna reflect, you're gonna spend some time responding to it. Wait, why do you think the Holy Spirit drew your attention to that particular word, to that particular phrase? All right, spend some time journaling about that, responding to that on paper. And then, I love this, you're gonna spend some time just resting. Just sitting in that word, sitting in that passage, and just listening. What is the Holy Spirit saying to me? And I wanna encourage you, don't be afraid to share whatever it is that the Holy Spirit brought to your attention. Don't be afraid to share that with your community, with your family, and with the church as a whole. This is not a magic pill. All right, you're not gonna magically connect with God as if, uh, as if some, this is some kind of ritualistic uh, you know, formula. If you just follow these steps, everything's gonna be perfect and you're gonna hear God's voice. That's not, a, not at all how it works. This is just about creating a meaningful space where you slow down long enough to hear God speak. So sometime this week, I wanna encourage you, take the guide that we provided, pick a passage that's short, four, maybe eight verses total, and spend some time reading in the presence. And I wonder what it is that the Holy Spirit is gonna to say to you.